Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pitch Perfect. We are a flesh and blood podcast that aims to educate, empower, and support the female community in flesh and blood. I'm your host, Elaine. Hi. And we also have Melody, as always. Kia ora. And today we are joined by Mara and Kiki as well. Say hi, guys. All right, so this week uh, we're very tired. We all just came from playing in nationals. (laughs) I drove 13 hours. (laughs) Well, yeah, three of us did. Um, I drove 13 hours yesterday. So today we're just kind of hanging out, talking, recapping our nationals weekend. We've had Mara and Kiki both on the podcast before. So if you have not checked out those episodes, you should check them out because they are both amazing humans. Mara is a fantastic alterist. Um, her work on Twitter, Blackwing Studio. It's amazing. Go there for all your alterist needs. And Kiki does a lot of to support the LGBTQ plus community in flesh and blood, also running their rainbow foil discord. So make sure you check them both out. But yeah, without further ado, we're going to dive into it. Last weekend, this past, well, this past weekend, we had U.S. Nationals, which was won by Michael Hamilton on Icelander, and also New Zealand Nationals, which was won by Matt Rogers on Oldham. Right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Good, we got that right. So, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about it. Uh, Mara, you played in U.S. Nationals as well I as I did. So, yeah, how was your weekend? Uh, so I, I I felt pretty happy with my weekend. Uh, I ended nine and five uh, overall, 60, 65th place, which was uh, <laughs> which was which was a mood. It's like it's that's so. What an amazing finish, but also just like right on the bubble, which oh, I'm so guess. sorry about. That's, that's that's been my 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 legacy is just a string of ninth place finishes across like across this game. It's been it's been just a, a standard. Like I I told I told the rest of my group I was I got 65th, and everyone's just like, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> Rude. This is is no. I mean, it's it's fine. It's it's been a running joke for our group for a while. Um. But but even still, like even besides the the sixty fifth place, um, I was overall pretty happy with with my performance. Uh, I went five and one in draft, um, mm. four and four in CC. Um, although I uh, I learned a really valuable lesson at the in day one of CC. So um, at the end of the the draft rounds, we had we had three three draft rounds, and uh, I was on camera for the third draft round, and then we had a lunch break. But because I was on camera, we kind of ran a little bit long. So I had a kind of shorter lunch break. And so I was, like, trying to just hurry and get a little bit of food. And, and I'm vegetarian. So I just, like, I just like ran yeah. over to the concession stand. And I was like, all right, what, what vegetarian options do you have? And they're like, we have nachos and french fries. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. So, so my lunch was french fries. <laughs> that was my whole lunch. Um, and so, like towards the end of the day on on friday i was just kind of brain fogged and uh i don't think i played as as well as i could i think i made i made a couple of pretty silly mistakes on some things and just wasn't wasn't really focused and wasn't really paying attention and uh and that's kind of on me and that's i i think a really big lesson to to take for anyone is just you know make sure mental health and, and mental acuity are so important to a game like this especially in these big long grindy matchups or these big long grindy games mm-hmm. um like take care of yourself eat well sleep well you know bring snacks 
um, mm. you know, and uh, I, I, I think if I'd taken better care of myself, I would have played a little bit better. Um, but aside from that, I'm, I'm overall pretty happy with the performance on the weekend. Dad, no, you had a great performance. Uh, even played some awesome games on stream, but you know, so congratulations. <laughs> Casey, yeah, I was, how much? Much... <laughs> I, I was just pretty, I was pretty happy with the stream game. I'm, I'm sure it's going to come up. Yeah, definitely. How was, uh, how was your weekend, Kiki? Uh, it was fun. Um, so my store was also the organizers of the event. Yes. So I was running kind of back and forth between like playing in the event and then also helping run it at the same time. Um, and I did do okay. I finished the first day at five four, which meant that I was live still. Sorry, I was still live to cash on the second day. But I got the opportunity to do some commentary instead. So I figured I'd give that a go, um, which was a lot of fun. I worked with um, Mr. Classic uh, and Newsom, so both of whom were involved or are still involved with LSS. And yeah, it was a really great time kind of just like being on that side of the uh, of the stream and of the event. Um you know, I got to talk about other people's, like, how they played. I got to, like, analyze their plays a little bit. Um, something I haven't really done before at an event. So it was really exciting to be able to do that. Um, yeah, and other than that, it was just a lot of uh, taking signups for people and, like, being in this weird position of, like, I was playing and now I'm technically working, even though I have the day <laughs> off. Um, but it's cool. We had like an after party afterwards. Yes. Um, so I, yeah. So we managed to organize some food and drinks for the judging staff. It was really nice and lovely. Um, and then yeah, things just got a little bit hectic at karaoke and also at the bar we were at before the karaoke. Uh, um, although like the karaoke wasn't like store affiliated. That was uh, me and my friend Adam Little trying to organize New Zealanders to get together and sing some like Robbie Williams and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> all right. I am so jealous. Uh, first of all, congratulations on casting. That is awesome. I love seeing awesome. Uh, more diversity in the casting booth. I'm, I'm going to go back and watch the streams from this weekend. Like I didn't get Same. to do that yesterday because I was oh, driving yeah. all day, but um, I really want to go back and watch that. Also, I, I do too. I have... I'm super excited to watch your stream, Kiki. <laughs> Thank you. I we did not karaoke at US Nationals, which I it was a travesty. It was a travesty. (laughs) So at at Worlds, we are going karaoke because literally we Uh all went to get ice cream Sunday night. We went to dinner, then we went to go get ice cream, and then they were like, "Uh, "All right, good night. Like, love you guys. See you at the next event." And I just said, "Are we are we ending this weekend without karaoke? Like another event with no karaoke? Seriously." seriously guys mm-hmm. so it's fine i'm actually i'm not upset we were all very busy and it was a great weekend oh, but uh at worlds at worlds worlds karaoke has to happen this is a call out podcast now this is a call out podcast we are calling people out <laughs> worlds karaoke is going down it's it's gotta happen i mean uh you guys will both be there 
Mm-hmm. As is going to be there, he was very involved in the karaoke that happened at Pro Tour Lille. So we're calling calling so him out fun. for karaoke. <laughs> Flake also <laughs> karaoke. Everyone, whoever, all of our listeners, karaoke. We're calling you out anyway. Flake Flake talks a big karaoke game, but I've, I've not I've not seen it yet. So I've not know. seen it yet either. You know, he does talk a big karaoke game. He's he's talked a big karaoke game since. Pro Tour New Jersey, and it still has not happened. So we're gonna make so we'll it happen. See. Yeah, we're gonna I'm, make it. I'm happen. just saying, I don't believe that the Flake karaoke video exists. I don't either. You know, <laughs> at, Pro, at Pro Tour Lille, I'll say this. I'll say this. Pro Tour Lille, they said, which is the only big event that I've missed. They uh-huh. said we're gonna karaoke at Pro Tour Lille, and I said they've said that at every event. And they yeah. have not karaoke. Well, apparently, mm-hmm. allegedly, they Alleg- karaoke. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Because they said, we're going to karaoke. I said, okay, I want videos. They said, we've got you. So many videos. The videos exist. They're there. But they've never been posted. Uh, no. Nope. Never, they've never, never been, seen a one. They've never been sent to no, you. They've never been posted. It's all a conspiracy. <laughs> It is. It is. I think it's all a conspiracy. It's all a conspiracy just to make Flake's Flake's, uh, karaoke game look better. Yeah, because they said it was going to happen and it didn't. And they said there would be videos and they still claim there are videos, but they're they're, Uh there. Where are they? Sure. Where are the videos, Flake? (laughs) (laughs) We'll just have to make some new ones. We'll make sure he's there. How do do we need to come up with a punishment if he doesn't do it? Oh god. <laughs> like we're, we're essentially calling him out like on the internet. We um, have some stakes on here. Some stakes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I don't I don't have any ideas for what what we could do. Let me let me think about that. But if but I'm willing, I'm willing to put some stakes on it. Something for the that. viewers to think about maybe. Yeah, something for the viewers if you Yeah, that's a good one. If viewers, if you have any stakes for uh, karaoke at Worlds. This is gonna go so badly. <laughs> this is what happens when we just wing uh, wing it. Okay. All right. I feel like we had a, co- a competition for this. That would be fun. Oh gosh. Yeah, um, competition. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. Have you have you given out your fall brawl ticket yet? I think. <laughs> Scratch, scratch at new contest. <laughs> new contest. Who can find the worst punishment for Flake for not going to karaoke at Worlds? Oh. Okay, okay. Let's do it. All right, all right. Melody, yes. how was your weekend? You know, I watching know. from home, how was your weekend? Did you it get to watch uh, I watched some. any coverage? Yeah, I watched. Some, I didn't uh, get to watch any of the US coverage. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're fine. yeah we can. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but I watched one of the your streams that you castled on Kiki, and I was like, Kiki, it's oh. Kiki, it's Kiki. But I don't, I don't know if you guys are watching. I think I can't remember which match it was. I watched a couple. Um, I think I, I went to, did. You comment on it? Yes. So did oh, you comment yes. on the Twitch stream? Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. 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 And I think you were on with Kieran. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. the matches. I I was trying to get in some US matches, but I was so tired because I started so early in the morning. So I've got a lot of catching mm-hmm. up to do. Um, but had Armory, won another Armory. I'm like, 
two in a row now, so I'm pretty excited. Just need to level up to skirmish. Then, you know, pro quest. I've got my little goals set. Um, yes, yes. Yes. We mm-hmm. believe in yes. you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, it was a good, it was a good weekend. Missed out on Nats, but I'm I'm gunning to get – I've been talking to our LGS because we've got, like – I think we average at least 12 people at our LGS for armories each week, and it's just growing. It's getting huge. And mm-hmm, I'm, awesome. like, trying to trying to get people together because they're not highly competitive, but I'm like, right, I want at least half of us at Nats next year, so I'm really pushing to try to – because we've got some great players um, to get some of our crew into Nats next year. Um, but, yeah, that was me. I was really interested to, to learn about Prism Kiki. Prism mm-hmm. at you Nats. Uh, Young yep. Prism. Oh, are we going to talk? Are we going to talk about Prism at Nats? <laughs> yes. Okay. So we can we can talk about Young Prism if you like. Um, yes. I don't know if LSS want me to talk about Young Prism at Nationals. Uh, <laughs> oh, are, are we not supposed? Are we are we not supposed to talk about Young Prism at Nats? <laughs> There's a reason why Prism was never shown on camera during the oh. New Zealand Nationals event. Oh gosh. Um, I don't know too much about that in particular. But, uh, so basically what happened was a player from outside my city wanted to join the last chance qualifier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he already prepaid and everything, so it was all good. I'm sitting at the counter, checking everyone in, asking for deck lists, and he just turns to me and he's like, do you want to see something really exciting? I'm like, yeah, okay, go on, show me. And he picks up an empty deck list, and he just writes the word prism in the hero slot. And then winks at me and walks away. And I'm like, this is sick. This is so cool. Like, because obviously Prism Sculptor of Arclight isn't legal and classic constructed anymore. But he just wrote Prism. So I'm just thinking to myself, like, hold on, like, actually that? Um, and I tell some of my friends, they're like, yeah, Luminaris isn't legal either. Like, that's also Living Legended. So we're just like, is he on Iris? <laughs> and then I uh, walk over to the table that he's sitting at. He's writing his deck list out. And there I see it. There's like 39 blues or something. And like almost no yellow cards other than auras. And I'm just like, this is wild. Um, so he's playing this LCQ at his first matchup as Fi. And he told me when he was writing his deck list that like the aggro matchups are the worst for him. Um, and then he proceeds to win the game anyway. Uh, he just had two auras out that were attacking for five each because of uh, Shimmer's Shimmer's of Silver? Is that what it's called? I can't remember. The plus one counter yes. one. Yeah, yeah, Shimmer's. Yeah, Shimmer's. Yeah, so he's attacking for five because his auras had a plus one counter on them and his five oh, just had to block with every card in his hand every turn. And then we're just like, ah, oh, look, the Prism took a game. And then the Prism took another game. And then the Prism <laughs> took another game. And suddenly oh. it was in the like finals of the LCQ. And it's like top four qualifies, but like Young Prism is actually going to be in like nationals this year. Um, so we get to the second day, and this Young Prism player is obviously still playing this deck. He's committed to it, he's committed to the idea. And uh, yeah, he ends up making day two with a 6 3 record. Was and any of that draft, or was that all CC? It was, it was 3 CC and then 6 draft. So it wasn't entirely, like, classic constructed. Yeah. Um, you know, to win nationals, you got to be good at multiple formats. Mm-hmm. But... What was the CC record, I... do you know? Sorry? 
What was his CC record? Uh, do you know? I believe was it was 3-0. Oh, it was, it was only three rounds of CC in day one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I believe it was 3-0. I'm not 100% sure, but I think my friend lost to him in round three, and my friend was undefeated at that point. Who was so, that? Kiki? Yeah, I think. Hmm? Who was your friend? Who? Oh, my friend was Adam Little, the same one who organized oh, okay. the karaoke with me. Yep. I think. I hope I didn't just, like, incorrectly call him out. Or, who knows. Um, but yeah, no, I checked the results at the end of day two, and the Prism player hadn't won any games in day two. Uh, so, I think it was just, like, kind of the case of, like, the deck was really good when... I think Matt Rogers talk, talked about it. Like, the deck was really good when people... <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> we all know, right? That, that, but just when you ignore the auras is... and just try to be aggressive, then the auras kind of come back at you and you're being attacked for, like, a billion damage. Like, that kind of idea. So I think by the second day, when people had, like, Cotton seen this guy at the top tables, yeah, they kind of figured it out. And also, like, you know, you're playing against the best of the best on the second day. Um, so it kind of makes sense that they kind of figured out how to attack this angle more, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, that was Young Prism at a classic constructed event. It was kind of a surprise. There was a lot of people like myself that like loved it and found it like amazing and hilarious. And there was even more people that were mad because they were Guardian <laughs> players and they were losing to this Young Prism again, despite the fact that she I want Young Prism LL points at CC now. If, like we were talking about, it's like if, there, if she got to the top eight, I think there was, like, three Briar decks, and there was, like, a potential path for her to, like, dodge all of them. Mm-hmm. And then, if she hypothetically won, she'd have more Living Legend points than Azalea in Classic <laughs> This might be... <laughs> Actually, I think New Zealand Nationals is, like, 100 points, maybe? Yeah, I think Nationals... No, no it's Nationals... The number of points. I know, 40. U.S. Nationals was a few hundred points, I think, for the, the CC her, and then... Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. So I think it would have been. Maybe, no, points. I think it, maybe it was a hundred. Maybe it was a hundred for U.S. Nats, and then case, I don't know what New Zealand Nats was. It was less than. Uh, it was about like half at most, I think. Either way, Azalea's on zero, so it's not a very high bar. Um, Azalea, adult Azalea, <laughs> poor Azalea. <laughs> that's gonna change. I'm just waiting for Azalea. I'm waiting for Azalea to get just the most busted card in Dynasty. Because like we, mm-hmm. we we know that she's getting something in Dynasty. Yes, I'm waiting for yeah. her just to get just the most busted thing, and it just completely changes the deck. And now I'm like, I want I want to see the Azalea meta. Well, there was um, I forget which country it was, but there was someone who top aided with an Azalea. With an Azalea, uh, was that Poland? I did hear about that too. Yeah, she, there was it an Azalea been, top yeah. eight. I think. I um. <laughs> Melody still looks shocked. Oh, yo, how did this happen? Whoa. Okay. It was a very exciting deck they don't really see nowadays, but like it was very much like a second or third cycle deck where you kind of pitch your deck to be exactly the order you need it to be, and you're blocking out with every other card. Right. And then you're playing mm-hmm. three of a kinds and try shots and just activating your. Uh, and was it two rain raises and then activating your death dealer to attack enough times to knock out your opponent in one turn yeah right you kind of like pitch all your your arrows early on and just like block out so then your second cycle is just kind of like arrows and exactly what you need yeah right? yeah basically yeah 
Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> my, <laughs> my weekend was uh, exciting, <laughs> but not. <laughs> not. Why is that so funny? Because <laughs> I'm thinking about your weekends. What you just told me. Okay, Sorry. okay. You so need to tell everybody. I uh, played in nationals on Friday. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I didn't do well, which is fine. I wasn't expecting to. I did not put in the, the the testing and practice that I needed. I've been very busy lately, but that's about what I expected. Well, Saturday I was going to play the calling and then Sunday the battle hearted and have myself a fine, fun weekend. Well, Friday night I uh, like gave myself a concussion and maybe broke my nose. <laughs> so I- what? I have like makeup on and you can still like see like my nose is bruised and bumped. Um, I hit myself in the face with a door. I'm not. I'm, that's the, for with all, a door. For all, that's for always the excuse. The, uh, listeners out there have not met me in, in person. I am a, I am a very clumsy person. I'm kind of known for injuring. My, I've broken. Let's see. I've I've chipped my skull before. I've broken my nose before this also. Uh, those were both cheerleading accidents. I've broken my my wrist. That was because I fell in a fountain. Um, I broke two ribs skiing before, and I've oh broken my, my foot because. What? I got really into a game of spoons one night. I was playing spoons, right? And I like, I was like really after that spoon, and I ended up like diving off the table for the spoon oh and my breaking gosh. my foot. Anyway, Elaine, so, um, Elaine yeah. Hamilton, known for pickles and injuries. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I uh, pulled a door right into my face. I was like leaning this way, like. To scan my card to unlock the door, and I pulled it like boom right into my face, oh my and knocked like <laughs> didn't literally knock myself out, but knocked myself out. Gave myself a concussion. Was not okay. Um, anyway, talked to my doctor, and I didn't play the callings. <laughs> Needless to say, I was like not not doing all right. So I just uh, slept in. Did not set my alarm. Melody's texting me. She's like, are you even at Nationals? Did you even go? I'm like, yes, I'm here. I'm just barely functioning. Um, so I got into my cosplay and just kind of hung out at the venue. And I won a Taylor card. So that was really uh, exciting. That was like the best, yeah, honestly, awesome. the best thing that, that could have come out of the weekend. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank Very you great. so much. Um, yeah, it, it was gorgeous, too. Thank you. I did the sash of Santa Kai. There's pictures on Twitter. I, I need to like post. I just. There are not nearly enough pictures of that whole costume kind of. There were so many incredible costumes. Like, were, I, like I almost feel bad. Like do we, we needed like an ace place to, to still win things because like it was were, all just just beautiful costumes all the way down. I completely agree. I mean, I would. I was. 
when they called my name, I was like, are you, I literally said to the lady, I was like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> there's so many amazing cosplayers here. So I was just, I felt very uh, honored. And um, Adam D in our Discord, Moonshine Man, he did the Ragamuffins hat at Pro Tour New Jersey. And then he did the Null Rune, full set of Null Rune. And his was UV activated and... I worked with that him, so like so cool. they did like the little break. So I, like he he was just up there in his little room, and it looked like he was just wearing regular cloak and boots and stuff. And then I like got on my knees and hit him with the UV light, and it, like mm. all glowed, and the audience was like, "Whoa!" And it was so cool. <laughs> it was and really then, really um, cool. Like that was some impressive work. The frightmare one was just frightmare. incredible. Amazing. Oh the frightmare. The frightmare was nightmare inducing. They were it so was, good. It was so good. Uh, her name was also Elaine. Elaine, Elaine Erickson, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a Yorick there, and he played yes. like his, yes. his little instrument. Uh, I don't know what instrument it was that he had a lo- with a him. A lute, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look really dumb on this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> he uh, was amazing, and then there was. Um, two Icelanders, two Viscerize, and Ira. I might be a Dash. The Dash, the was, dash was gorgeous. The Dash, dash was cool. gorgeous. There was a, a Viscerai fanboy that was hilarious. He was and he had I, there's a video of it. I hope it circles on Twitter sometime. I've because seen it. He had a speaker and he played I Need a Hero and he yeah. had a whole dance. It was so funny. I was dying laughing. I um, think I think Logan from, from Flesh and Pot has that video. I think yes. Tommy so. from Fresh and Buds might have it also. Anyway, someone has it and I It's I on want Twitter. It. I've seen um, it on Twitter. Okay, I haven't been on Twitter. I mean, I was yeah. in a car all day yesterday, and then today I've just been doing nothing. Anyway, so <laughs> um, so that was my day on Saturday. I, I had the most amazing day. Won the Taylor card. Did not played some flesh and blood just casually with friends and people I met at the venue. And then Sunday I played the Battle Harden, which was a draft Battle Harden. Um, did not do well in that either which uh-huh. was fine. But I ended up dropping it to open a case of Alpha with some friends, Alpha WTR. Yes. And we open a cold foil heart of Vietnam. Yeah. And we, all, we all heard. Literally everyone in that venue heard. It was so loud. Yeah, I think we interrupted like the battle heart at an every event because like we oh, were just yeah. sitting there videoing ourselves, opening it, and then pulled the heart and everyone just like, hands on their heads scream walk away like what do we do now it was before you knew it there was like a bunch of other people around us like what's going on what did y'all pull uh it was funny then the vendor came back and the vendor was like oh sorry i i sold you guys the wrong box i'm gonna need that back pack it all back up no just put it it back in the box just we'll get a different one it's fine yep and so then yeah we we ended the day with mara you were in that we it was like flake dm armada mara logan uh some other people we drafted some wtr just for fun then we all went to dinner got some ice cream and there was a robot and I tell us about the robot, the Dalek. I think we have to talk about the robot. There was no, this robot. robot. Have you heard about it? It's like this robot. 
kick it. Have you heard about this? No. Oh, oh God. Oh, freaky. Oh, God. It's so scary. Blake sent something in our Discord yesterday, but there was this robot. It was like a sec- it was a it was apparently a cop that like just watches and if it sees crime it calls nine one one. Allegedly. Anyway, I was like, I wanted I'm oh, not gonna God. commit a crime, but I was like, I wanna test this out, see if the robot works. But it was disturbing. It was like this it was it like was- this robot, it was probably like shoulder height to me. Oh my god, it was like a giant evil Roomba covered in cameras? Yeah, it was covered in cameras all the way around it. And it would just like, and it would like stop and like turn and look at you. And like, (laughs) Mara and I would be like sitting there eating our ice cream mid-conversation. And then Roomba would just like, look at us and Mara Mara had this amazing hat she would hide behind, and I had uh, I had Blake's jacket. I would just like hold it up in front of the robot, like don't look at us. Oh my gosh, it was so like you'd just be like we were just sitting there where there's like we had a bunch of us just having this good conversation, having a blast, and then you just like out of the corner of your eye, you just see this thing. This this Close to the venue in like this little park. Um, it was so scary. I remember one point, like, Mara was sitting across from me, and I was just mid sentence. Mara goes, Oh, God, don't turn around. It's right behind you. And I started crying. I was like, Oh, no. The robot felt like I was about to be like laser beamed into another dimension. I was like, I have never seen anything like it before. Real cops. Like, is that a shower? I don't know. I don't. I've never seen that before, and it was. Oh it was like, it was a uh, traumatizing, and it was. It, it was, was very traumatizing. <laughs> it was. I don't think anyone really. I was so. I was so happy that Mara, you were there because I don't think anyone was as impacted oh, by no, the no robot's else. presence. Everybody else. Everyone else was unfazed, and I was like, "How are you people not just super weirded out by this?" They were unfazed by the robot, and I was like, "I'm so happy Mara's here, and like we can freak out about the robot together." Because I was so disturbed. I was like, "Please stop looking at me. Stop sneaking up behind me, coming near me, creepy robot." It was like the most dystopian thing I've ever seen. Like mm. I literally felt like I was in like a sci-fi horror movie. Like I was waiting for the thing to just break out <laughs> laser guns or something. Yeah, same. And then they said that it was like a cop, like it was a robot cop. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then at one point. It was a Roomba. It was a giant evil Roomba. It it came up to us and I was like, what the heck is that robot? And they're like, oh, it's just a robot. And I was like, yeah, but what is its purpose? And Tommy from Fresh and Buds goes, let's hope it never discovers its true purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Skynet. Skynet. 
I mean, like, Skynet is online. Like, this thing is linked up to, like, the missile systems. I don't know. We, I, I told Elaine, I was, like, we were driving home, and I was, like, I, I just have this, like, nightmare vision that this thing is just slowly, like, following me home. Yeah. I was joking. I was, like, it, it's hanging by our group because it identifies Flake as a Canadian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Foreigner detected. Oh my god! Oh my god! Our listeners are going to be like, "Wow, what a mixed bag Pitch Perfect was on this episode." Oh my god! Oh my god! They thought they they were getting stories about flesh, but no, giant dystopian (laughs) robot. This is the podcast now. That's like if if I if I like. 50 years down the road if someone's like how you went to u.s nationals her flesh and blood what was that like back in 2022 i'm gonna be like this was a robot i don't remember anything else like i remember i was on camera for like an hour and then yeah. a robot and that's it everything that's else it. is a blur I want. I got a concussion. Want a Taylor card, and then there was a robot there. Like that's. that's my oh my U.S. Nationals is the best event ever. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was great though. Speaking of, okay, let's all let's all highlight all right. highlight of your week. Give us the highlight of your weekend from Nationals, please. Back on track. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I think so. Like. I think I had two highlights, like, I literally think I had, my, my two highlights week were, one, just the, the people I got to hang out with, like, I mean, we laugh mm-hmm. at the robot thing, but, like, that whole, like, Sunday night was, was so much fun, just getting to see people and hang out, like, we just had a whole big group of, like, just a bunch of the casters and a bunch of the podcasters and, and you know, like, uh, and just people that I don't get to see very often, and that was, that was amazing, um, so, like, it was somewhere between that and then, like, I did have a camera match, and uh, my camera match went went pretty well. Um, it uh, it was uh, I, I was informed that it was a pretty good game. <laughs> uh, so for anyone who who didn't see the game, um, it was uh, round three, uh, the final round of sealed or of, of draft on day one. Uh, I was on Dromai, my opponent was on Phi. Um, and uh, so there's a point in the game where. We're both like we're both like uh, high mid mid high life like they were like 15s ish give or take, and uh, and I'm looking at my hand and I have a red ember moss senpai and a red rake ambers and then like two other cards, and I'm just like whatever hit hit me with everything you got I'm I'm gonna just have a massive turn next time like just hit me with everything I don't care I'll take it all, and uh, so he hits me with everything and then presents exact lethal, and uh, so it makes me have to block with a card. Uh, which suddenly takes that turn from like uh, a, an, you know an 11 damage plus three ashwings turn to a three damage turn um, and so like I, I was on the back foot pretty hard for a while for that one like I think at one point the life total was like 11 or 12 to one and uh, and I'm just like just trying to survive like so I I arsenaled the ember maw. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, just try to survive. Just try to survive. Let me, let me have that one turn. I knew like we had, um, we had five fives in our draft pods. I was like, I, I know he's going to, he's going to have like that one turn. Like I know his pool has, has some weak cards in it. Give me that one turn. 
give me that one that one window and like and i'm just like just survive just full block attack you for one full block attack you for one just just survive uh you know like i i even had like i had two fiendals fighting spirits and an oasis respite just so i could go to two so that i could take the the uh the phoenix flame go back down to one and then like finally he he has a turn where he's like all right pass turn and I have one card left in my hand and I'm like no more attacks and he's like no more attacks so then I just like slam that ember maw as hard as I can and uh and uh so he he's like looks his hand and I'm like okay he uh so that was the turn he um he had a cracked bobble in his hand which like I didn't know but I knew he had a card that he didn't like he had a Mm -hmm. card that he did in arsenal and I was like this is either something real bad or it's a popper and he's just being over, like real confident with a popper. And I was like, I don't, like, I was like, if he has the popper, I, I can't play around it. Like there's no way I'm at one. I literally can't play around the popper. So I'm like, I just have to hope that, that he finally hit that weekend that, that I've been waiting for. And, uh, and so I play the Ember Maw and I'm like, and like in my head, I'm like, okay, he's going to just take all this damage, go to one, and then I'm like, okay, then I have to survive one more big turn. And then, like, now, because I have Ash Wings, then, like, the game starts getting kind of interesting if we're both at one. But then he, like, tanks really hard. And I'm like, why is he tanking? What's what's going on? Like, just, just go to one and kill me. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then, like, he ends up full blocking it. He shows me his hand, and it's a brick hand. It's uh, Oasis Respite plus the, the Cracked Bobble plus... Uh, uh, a healing pot or the, the, that, you know, the uh, healing balm and like yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think an uprise like he literally did not have an attack action and I was like okay this is the window that I've been waiting on he, he has that brick turn I'm like I need I need one turn and so like he uh, I'm like alright I, I have one turn I need I need this to be like the best draw in my life because like this is my window I have to take this window and so, like, I'm drawing up this hand, and I'm like, please be good. And I'm like, the first, and I, like, draw the first card, and I'm like, okay, it's a three block. It, it blocks the the the, uh, the sword that he's going to come in for. Block the sword. Okay. And then, like, I see a, a random blue. I see a mirror guy. And I see a second red ember maw. And I'm just, like, doing the math, and I'm like, I win this game. <laughs> So, like, I, I play the mirror guy, and then just, like, attack with the mirror guy plus all of the Ash Wings. And he's just like, take it, take it, take it, take it, go to four. And then I'm just like, second red Ember Maw. Uh, and from there, like, I think that was where the game, like, he, he blocked it out and went to one. But at that point, like, he couldn't present enough threat in that last turn. And I'm like, at this point now, now I have a mirror guy plus three Ash Wings. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's no, unless you can take my entire hand with the two cards that you have left. Like I, I've, I've got this game locked and uh, yeah. And so, so I ended up coming back and winning that game and um, like, you know, no, uh, no, no shame on my opponent. He played that game really well. I think like, I think some of Twitch chat kind of laid into him for, for, who knows what like twitch chat is twitch chat it's terrible oh, never yeah. never listen to twitch chat on anything at all um like there there was like a slight where like he could have possibly pitched the the cracked bobble like like he he had pitched a blue that turn to play like a one attack and um and his sword and like some people were like well he could have pitched the bobble first then pitched the other thing but like 
there's no way he like knows that that I've got a red ember maw. He's just like, you know, I can hold this this cracked bubble and then just guarantee I have a sword swing next turn. So like, you know, it's it's questionable on that. But like other than that, I think he played he played the game really well. He played played pretty pretty good. He was a great guy. Um, but uh, it was just a really really good game, a really close game. Um, and uh, it, it was one of those games where, like, you know, you always you always tell people, you're like, look, always play to your outs. No matter how f- how how much of a long shot they are, you know, anytime you get in a bad situation, you need to stop, look at the game state and say, okay, how do I win this game? What's what's my, like, what's, what's my angle? E- even if it's like, okay, my angle is I survive until he has a brick turn <laughs> and hope he has a brick turn. You know, like, because that, that was that was the play on that game. was literally like, I'm at one, he's at 11 or 12. The only way I win this game is he has a brick turn. But, like, I'm like, that's that's my out, that's my plan. We just, we full block, and we survive, and we wait, and we wait. And then it hit, and you have to be able to, like, you have to be able to put yourself in the positions to capitalize on on mistakes, or not mistakes, on, you know, on, on, on situations like that, like, if you're not planning that, then like when it does happen, then you, you can you can mess yourself up and just not be in the position to capitalize. Um, but uh, yeah, like I don't know, it was a it was a really good game. Uh, I was pretty happy with it. The the casters were all pretty excited about it. I, I've literally like rewatched the cast for that game like three times, just because um, Flake and 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 DM Armada both just do such a great job of of making that game feel so exciting. Like even in those <laughs> points, you know, those points where like all of Twitch chat is just like, Mara's dead. This game's over. Don't bother. Just this, it's, it's done. And like, you know, the casters like super, super credit to the casters for like making sure that like this game stays exciting through every point. And, like no matter how bleak it starts looking. Um, but uh, yeah, like it was, it was just, it was a super good game. It was super fun. Uh, I, I earned a nickname in that game. <laughs> Uh, I, I am apparently now the Black Widow of Flesh and Blood. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, that was uh, that was Flake. Um, so yeah, we're leaning we're leaning into this now. Like I got I got my I got my spider I got my spider rings now. These are I love it. I love is, them. This is what we're doing. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, yeah, I heard about that game like as soon as it was over. There was like talk mm-hmm. just throughout the venue being like oh my gosh mara's comeback that game was incredible like she, you know she really played it really well so i i haven't had the chance to go back and watch it but i am going to i love going back and watching the streams because like you said the casters just do such a great job yes. of bringing like so much energy from the energy like of the venue to the audience at home mm-hmm. so props to you and to them yeah about yourself kiki um I personally didn't have any, like, super exciting close games like that during the event. Um, I did get two maximum velocities off against Sabres Bolton, which was kind of exciting. Sabres, um, Sabres Bolton. Bolton not being a matchup I expected to see. Mm. But uh, it happened. And, I played um, two Sabres Boltons at Nationals. This is wild. <laughs> I haven't seen the deck for months. But, like, I sit down against my round one opponent, and he is like, I'm playing Bolton. And, like, my understanding is that my dash deck has all these attacks that block. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to trigger your attacks, and you're just going to kill me with Raiden. And then he's like, yeah, I'm on Bolton. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to block. I'm just going to play this, like, hyper-aggressive deck. And then he shows me two weapons. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess you're not going to attack me until the end of the game. 
Um, so that game ended 31-0 because he just never got to his combo turn and it wasn't relevant. 31-0? But, uh, yeah. It's... I, I yeah. blocked one of the attacks that he attacked me with. So, yeah, because yeah. yeah, well, Saber's bolt if just waits for that Lumina yeah. turn. Yeah. And they're they're pretty like, much all in on the combo turn. Yeah, pretty yeah. much all in. But, it was, uh... Yeah, the turn that he had, like the double Lumina, was also the turn that I had like two Teclo Powders with a combustible courier attacking for eight. And then it was like pitching a blue for that. And then it was zero to 60, zero to 60, activate Foundry Heart, maximum velocity. Oh my gosh. So it just kind of just took everything out of his hand. And um, yeah, the guy was super lovely though. Um, he was just like, yeah, I'm here for fun. I flipped a coin to decide what deck I was going to play. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Wait, what um, was his other choice? He didn't tell me. <laughs> but you know, that's all right. We had a good time. Um, and then round two, I played against Georgia from um, oh, yes. Pitch yep. Perfect. Uh-huh. And um, she's got it out for me for some reason. Like, she just really wants to, like, win against me. So that's kind of our running gag at the moment. Is we that are she calling has people out today. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not I calling was... Georgia out. I love Georgia. No, she's lovely. But I, love I was, Georgia you know, at home after the event. And she was like, when are we going to play Blitz so I can beat you? I'm like, okay, I'm by my laptop. We can play Intellishard. She's like, oh, I don't have my laptop on me. I'm like, ah, how unfortunate. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) One day she'll get get the win for me one day, I believe. Um, But yeah, no, the most exciting point for me, the highlight, I guess, of the actual event itself was probably round 11 when I was doing the casting side of things. And we had an Icelander versus a Briar player. And the Briar player was pretty far ahead throughout the game. But like at the very start, he like played a Channel Mountain Heroic. And we were like, oh, this is going to be big. He's going to take a lot of damage. And then there was just a Blizzard that stopped exactly enough resources. And he took no damage from the first Channel Mountain Heroic. And we're like, oh, cool. Like didn't realize Icelander had this much, like, staying power to her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then a few turns later, another Channel Mount Hero came out. And I think, again, he had, like, some sort of, like, another Blizzard, I think it was, or another sort of disruption effect that just stopped him from taking damage from the Channel Mount Heroic. And then he stopped a third Channel Mount Heroic, like, a few turns after that. Um, so maybe Hypothermia, that one kills yeah. a Channel Mount Heroic turn. Yeah, it was just, like, a whole bunch of disruption. And there was, like, a really exciting play where, like, he cracked a um, Aether Ice Vein, the one which is, like, if this deals mm-hmm. arcane damage, you, like, discard yeah, yeah. a card or pay two. And uh-huh. he, like, used uh, his um, wizard feet, uh, Storm Striders. He used Storm <laughs> Striders. Wizard feet. <laughs> Hashtag wizard feet. Wizard <laughs> feet. I love it. <sighs> but yeah, no, it was just, it was really cool. Like he was down so much life at this point, and like it was just enough tempo, and it was like you were saying about playing to your outs, where like you know you lose the ability to have an explosive end of the game, but you live, and then you keep him making plays, and he just like slowly grinded away, and like me and uh, Kieran were just like so excited by like 
how this Icelander was getting back into this game and stopping like exactly enough resources every turn to not lose to this um, mm-hmm. Briar player. So that was probably like the most exciting game I saw. Um, and probably the highlight in terms of like the actual games themselves for me was that one game that I got to cast. But casting on this as a whole was probably my highlight. It was just such a different experience to what I'm used to. Um, that sounds like yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was so much fun um, trying to figure out what these players are trying to do. Like, I, I get why people like Flake and stuff love to do it and do it more often than they play. Like, you know, it was just so much fun trying to figure things out, see what it goes, bring excitement to the game. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, also got to witness a moment of somebody playing Endless Arrows like three times in a turn. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it was against the Dromai player, and the Dromai didn't. Oh, I was about to say I've seen that happen against against my Dromai several times. Yeah. They were just like yeah. arrow a dragon, arrow a dragon, arrow a dragon, arrow a dragon, pass. Oh no, it wasn't like that. Oh really? There was no dragons. Oh, they just let they it just, hit. Yeah, so it was like an endless arrows for five from Arsenal because there was an art of war giving plus one. Oh And gosh. the Dromai player said no blocks, so he's like Snapdragon scalers, just give it go again. It's like okay. And then he's like, endless arrows again for five with go again or something. And then that didn't get blocked. And then it was like, I think a Bolton shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a, no, it was another endless arrows. No, it was the Bolton shot. It was the Bolton shot. And then that got fully blocked. And then he played the rain raisers. And, like, my co-commentator was like, why didn't he play the Rain Razor sooner? Like, he missed out on so much damage. And, like, my first thought was, I just responded, I'm like, if he plays it sooner, then it gets fully blocked as it turns really bad. And then I, like, Eh. spoke to the player afterwards about it. He was, um, like, off-camera, I spoke to the player who made that play. And I was like, you did it on purpose, right? Like, you didn't want to present the damage. You just wanted to force awkward blocks and play around it that way. And he was like, yeah. Like, I lose the game if he just blocks it in the stairs at the start. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I felt so justified. I'm like, ah, <laughs> this guy's awesome. like playing for top eight, and uh, I knew what he was up to. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe I'm okay at this thing. Um, so that was kind of gratifying. I felt really bad though because I accidentally, not accidentally, I ended up speaking about this game to various people, like just around like the venue. And every time I spoke about this game to someone that player happened to be standing next to me or sitting down next to me just coincidentally. And I was like, I'm so <gasps> sorry, even bringing this up. Like, the Jeremiah player, I mean. Like, he's just like, it's oh, time. Awesome. He looked pretty mm. upset and kind of walked to a different part of the venue. Oh, no. And then you and just then followed him and started talking about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I was the robot. <laughs> Did you follow us to Charlotte? Were you in the robot? <laughs> Were you inside the robot? How tall is the robot again? It's about no, like, like, like four foot. Yeah, you could no. probably crouch. You, if you crouched, you could fit in the if robot. If you crouch, yeah, it's probably around. It's like a little stool. There's like a little stool inside it, and it's it's like pretty big around. Like, yeah, no, it's really comfortable. You could definitely. There was definitely a person in that robot now. Yeah, yeah, just just watching us. Uh, All right, we're gonna move on from the robot and (laughs) do some listening questions. (laughs) 
I, that robot makes me uncomfortable. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Listener questions. I'm just going to grab one. This one is from Lorraine. An open question. Are there? Is there any mechanic from another card game not utilized in Fab that you would like to see? Can... Oh gosh, um, there's so many. Like that's that's a kind of hard. Like I I saw I, I saw when they asked this, and I was trying to think of any like really good specific ones, um, but like I think this game just has so much room for growth, so much room for development, um, mm-hmm. that it's kind of hard to pick like a single like oh I want this specific thing. Um, I I will say there. One of, one of my favorite things, so, like, I, I played the, the Lord of the Rings card game a lot. Um, and it had a really interesting mechanic with its resource. Um, and I, I don't know a way that, like, you translate this into Flesh and Blood without making it crazy. But, like, the way the, the, the mechanic worked in this game was basically um, on, on the, like, the free people's player side. Like, the, the, when you basically alternated back and forth between playing, like, the good guys and the bad guys. And when you were mm-hmm. on the good guys... You had essentially infinite mana. You could spend as much mana as, as you wanted on anything at all. But for every point of mana that you spent, you gave the shadow player a point of mana. Um, mm. And it ended up being this super interesting way to do the game. Because you're like, oh man, I can do all of these really cool, powerful things. But like all of the shadow cards were also like much higher like rate. Like their their like rate per per right. point of mana was higher, right. so you're like, man, I can do all of these really cool, super expensive, powerful things just whenever I want. But like, if I do, I'm giving my opponent even more resource to work with. Um, and so like that was always like one of my favorite parts about about the way that game played was that that balance and tie up of like, okay, I want to play enough resources to be able to do all the things that I want to do, but like limit myself enough so that i'm not just handy because if i if i hand the shadow player like just a thousand resource they're gonna kill me um and uh i could totally see some kind of like a class mechanic that has or like something that had 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 something in that vein where like you could get extra pitch for something but like every time you do your opponent draws a card or something um could be could be kind of an interesting and really fun dynamic for like a hero power to have. Hmm. Yeah, that could be fun. Cause it's like an interesting thing to have to balance. Um, yeah. How about you, Kiki? Do you have? Um, that's a good question for sure. Yeah. Um, I haven't played too many of. Uh, um. I mainly play, like, mainstream card games, I guess. And, like, most of that kind of stuff is, like, already, like, tackled within Flesh and Blood, or I assume will be down the future. Mm-hmm. Like, the kind of, like... I suppose, like, the only thing... Well, the thing that immediately comes to mind is having, like, a draw-discard type effect, or a discard-draw type effect. Kind of like a sink below, but instead of going to the bottom, you actually have the cost of, like, putting it into the graveyard. Right. Um, but that's, like, almost the same thing, right? As, like, what already happens. Um, I don't really know. Like, I did that whole thing where I tried to convert flesh and blood cards into magic cards, but I haven't done it the other way around. Uh, I 
Um, mechanics. I feel so put on the spot. I wish I read this oh, question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I totally, I totally feel. I, I was the same way. I was like, I should have read most of these questions. I'm just better. like, gl- gl- well, half of them are like, go to bed, Kiki. <laughs> <laughs> most of them are. Go I to just bed, saw Kiki. this one. <laughs> I just saw this one, and it just made me laugh because we just talked about it. It's from Georgia, mm-hmm. and the question is for Kiki. When are we going to have our Blitz showdown so that you can stop rubbing your undefeated record in my face? <laughs> oh, Georgia. I love Georgia. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, sometime. Um, I do need to actually practice for Worlds, and Blitz is one of the formats. So, yeah. And maybe I'll feel bold enough to, like, play her in an Icelander mirror. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling my shot. I'll win Icelander it in Icelander Mirror. Mirror. I want to see it happen. I've uh, oh. never played the class in a constructed format, but let's okay. just do it. Mm. All right, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Um, we have some, let's see, Ren. These are these are real real questions. Uh, no, well, <laughs> <laughs> Ren says, why are you both so awesome? But also says, were you both nervous about being on stream? Mara as playing and Kiki as casting. How did you feel once the nerves wore off and you came back uh, in your match, Mara, or when you settled into casting Kiki? And did you enjoy it? Uh, so, like, I think there's always a certain amount of nerves uh, when you're on camera because, like, it's it's very much this like, oh, the the eyes of the world are are watching like every moment. And you know, we we talked about how terrible Twitch chat can be, but like, at the same time, you're like, oh god, I'm gonna miss a tunic trigger and then be a meme for the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's never happened in this game. <laughs> it's never happened. <laughs> um, you know, and like it, it is like you, you, you like get so tense about like every single little tiny thing. Um, uh, but especially, I, I felt like it's always like the first two or three minutes uh, when you when you sit down and like there's there's this like long little thing where like the judge kind of has to go over like, okay, you're right. We're doing this on camera. Like these are the, you have to use the dice and, and make sure that, you know, like you're being very clear with like what you're doing and, and activating. And, and so like, there's all these little extra steps that you kind of have to keep in mind because of the stream. Um, and like for the first like couple of minutes, it's like super tense and you're like trying to remember a thousand things. But then, like, then the game kind of gets going, and then it sort of all melts away, and you're just like, "Oh, I'm still just, I'm still just playing the game. I'm still just yeah. doing what I'm gonna do." And like, and it it kind of, I don't know. It starts to be a little bit more relaxing after a bit, and you're just like, "Oh, we're just we're just playing this game." Um, but like, you know, there there was definitely this part, like, you know, when when my game first turned south and like it's st- that that big deficit first hit i was like i'm going to get it murdered on stream and the whole world is going to see me just die um, <laughs> so like i was always i was like a little bit like oh man how come it has to end like this like but then at the same time i think i think that actually ended up like giving me a little bit more encouragement of like okay tighten up play to my outs you know like i i don't want to look bad i want to at least go out swinging on stream like if i'm if i've got everyone watching i want to play the best i can possibly play um and and so i think actually it it ended up 
helping me stay focused and helping me stay, you know, because it, it's, it's always easy, like in any game that, that starts kind of going badly, it's easy to just be like, oh, this game's lost. I, you know, it's over. I just don't want to try. I just, just go through the motions and finish the game. But like being on stream makes you really be like, all right, no, I don't want to give up. I don't want to, you know, I want to at least give everybody a good show and prove that like, I'm not just going to roll over and die. Yeah. Um, that, that said, um, you know, talking about like after the game, like you can see, you can see if you watch the video, like as soon as like the, the fist bump happens, I just like sink into my chair and I'm just like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, it's just like everything just kind of like crashes in, in that one moment. <laughs> like I was telling people, I was like, I was so glad we had lunch right after that. Cause I needed the full hour to just decompress from that game. Yeah. Like it was so tense and so much was on it. And I was like, I, I need I need this whole hour to just sit and just like unwind before I have to go play games again. Um, especially going because that was the last round of, of draft, and then we were going straight into CC. I was like, I have to go straight from like being in the draft mindset in that tension straight into a Dromai Olda match, <laughs> which is like the biggest, longest, like most like brain intensive matchup I have. Um, and and I did want, I won I won that old matchup, but uh, I needed that full hour before I was able to like function at that level again. How about you, Kiki? Um, yeah. So it was a very last minute thing for me to do commentary. It wasn't something that was completely on my radar at all. I kind of joked about doing it. Like I kind of joked that if I didn't day two, that I'd ask if I could do commentary. And then when I um, when the opportunity arose, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I have to prepare for it now. <clears throat> so I had the idea that I was going to go home and watch some games and commentary, try to pick up some ideas, you know, like I was, I wouldn't say nervous, but I was like ready to be prepared, like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of work through it, figure it all out, get it all ready. And then I got home and fell asleep on my couch. <laughs> you slept? <laughs> Kiki slept? Well Kiki. done, Kiki. Kiki. Kiki went to bed. I didn't go to bed. I was oh, on the couch. Never mind. And it's all <laughs> you, yeah. You're done. All goodwill um, is gone. Yeah. You could have no, lied. You like, should have lied, Kiki. <laughs> I think it was around like midnight or something. I got home. I woke up at like two in the morning. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go to sleep because I need to wake up in time to do this commentary thing. Um and then I woke up and I was like, yeah, I have time to just kind of like chill and relax for a bit. Still didn't watch any games. Got a bit of advice from Karen and Newson. Um, and then I was like, okay, time to go. And then two of my Ubers canceled on me. <gasps> so suddenly I was like running late and I managed to get Stress, like, yeah. the players meeting started at 1030 <laughs> and I got into the venue at 10.31 and I was just like sprinting around the venue because I realized I didn't know where the casting room was. Um, (laughs) But yeah, by the time I got there, it turns out that like my co-caster, his phone broke or something and as a result, he missed his alarm. Um, So I was like, are you just going to get me to do it? Like by myself? But no, we found someone to do it alongside with me and yeah, it ended up being okay. Like, it wasn't really a nervous experience. Like, I I kind of felt really in my zone, I guess. Like, I was just talking about Fab. Like, it just so mm-hmm. happened there was a microphone in front of me. Um, I guess it's almost kind of just like when we do the watch parties. Like, 
in Pitch Perfect, right? Like, yeah. We're just talking about the game that's happening in front of us, except the only response I'm getting is the guy sitting next to me rather than, like, five or six or eight people who also happen to be there. But, like, it's fine. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I didn't really feel nervous. Um, and regarding to, like, camera games, though, I don't have any camera games this Nationals, but, like, I have had them in the past before, and, like, I do kind of get where Mara's coming from with, like, the pressure of wanting to perform better. Um, I am wanted in four in camera games, so it's not great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like, being on camera when you're actually playing and feeling like there's all these people that could be judging you is, like, a lot of pressure. And, like, in mm-hmm. one of the games I played it, I miscounted how much damage was coming at me, I didn't use my spell void, it triggered his go again, and it just went really bad, and I lost the lethal in my hand. It was like a misplay, and it was kind of jarring, and then I accidentally drew five cards on camera, and then called (laughs) a judge on myself, and like, so like, I kind of get from that point, like, you know, that was the finals of the calling, I get it, it's like a really stressful time to be on camera, but whenever I think about camera games, like, Or rather, when I think about being in the moment, I kind of find you ignore everything else. Like you say, like, whenever I think about playing those games, if it's not somebody else talking to me about it, there's, in my mind, there's nothing around me. I see the playmat, I see the cards, I see my opponent's hand, and that's about it. Like, I don't know if it's just a mindset that I have versus other people, but like, in those camera games, for the most part, I'm just focusing on that. And less on the fact that other people are watching me. Um, yeah, no, I, I felt the same way. Like I say, once once like the first couple of minutes pass, then it just kind of just becomes the game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really feel any different. It's only like once the game's over, or whatever, is when you're like back in reality and you realize you've been watched by a bunch yeah. of people. But yeah, I guess those are my experiences with being on camera and now on both sides of it. That's awesome. I'm just so proud of both of you. Yeah, wow. (laughs) It's been amazing. And I have a question from Amy Chu. This is for you, Kiki. I'm pulling out questions. So do you have any future plans for the Rainbow Foil Discord in your community? Um, In regards to how to make that specific server grow, Mm. um... I don't really have any concrete plans. Like, I kind of just want it to, like, naturally go in its own direction, whatever. I'm kind of just there to make sure that nothing gets too out of hand, or if there's any issues, then I'll be there, and I'll keep on championing it. And, of course, I'll keep on, like, advertising it, whether it be on my own, like, personal page or any way I can. I'm just, like, my goal is to be prominent so that I can be there for people that need this kind of space, which is why I wanted to do the commentary. It's why try to be competitive and so that they can look to me i guess as a figurehead and be like hey i can go here to like be safe in this trading card space and then hopefully other people will come up as well and like the goal i guess is to make flesh and blood as a whole a more diverse and encouraging safe space um but you know it'd be kind of nice if we could host events for them or something just down the line maybe one day if we could do some sort Mm -hmm. of like event um i do have a friend who's kindly given me 
some potential prize support for a future event. So we'll see. We'll try to work something out, whether it ends up being a prize event or if it ends up being some sort of giveaway. Um, it's not a bad prize to have. But uh, yeah. yeah, I guess that's, that's really where we awesome. go from Rainbow Foils. That is very cool. Thanks, Kiki. <laughs> All right, do we have time for one more, Melody? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, I'm going to ask this from Pat Smash mm. uh, from the Combat Chain. He says, Mara, you went through a murderer's row of competitors <laughs> throughout your Nats run, putting away the likes of Chris Ray, James Silver, and Alex Four. Did you feel any pressure when going up against some of these people, knowing how successful they've been in their own flesh and blood careers? Um, so it's always a little bit uh, in both directions. Like whenever, whenever you, you know, you pull up your pairings and you're like, Oh no, that's a name I recognize, you know, and you have some of these, especially somewhere like nationals where like we had, we have some incredible players. Um, you know, and, and there's some incredible players that like we don't know the names of, but um, specifically, like I say, these these big, really big name players. Um, it it's always a little bit more tense because you kind of go into this match and you're like, all right, I've got to be on my game. I've got to play the best I can play. Um, and so it's always a little bit more nervous. Um, but at the same time, I actually kind of prefer these games. Um, like I don't I don't really want to go into a game and just be like, oh. I just kind of stomped this game and and rolled mm-hmm. over somebody and and moved on to the next. Like, mm-hmm. like sure that that gets you a little one in the win column and that's nice and that feels good for the the tournament at hand. But like my my goal overall in Flesh and Blood is not I want to win twenty twenty two national champions and then that's that's it. You know, like my goal is like I, I want to be better at at this game as a whole, you know, I want to, I want to prove that like, I can, I can hang with these other big players and I can, I can put up my own and you don't do that by playing against, you know, you know, some, somebody that you're just like, Oh, I just smashed this game. They didn't know what a dragon was and they'd never seen it before. So I just rolled over them, you know? So like, I actually kind of get a little bit excited when they play these games because I know these are going to be the good games. These are going to be the really close games. These are the ones where I'm, I'm playing against somebody who just really has a, a mastery of this game. Um, and, and win or lose, I feel like I always walk away from those games better. Um, I feel like I, I, I always learn something new, either from, you know, myself, like finding, like finding a deep line to get out of a bad situation or like, you know, watching an opponent, I'm like, oh, they just pulled this crazy trick on me, and I didn't know that that was a thing that their deck was capable of. So, like, you know, I, I, you know, it, it's always it always tense, but at the same time, I I love those games. I I would never turn down those kind of games. The the challenge, the the, the extra pressure, the you know, the the opportunity to play against some of the best in the world is part of the reason that I like coming to these big events. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel that I played, uh, I don't know, when I get paired against someone who I really know, it like, it stresses me out a lot. Uh, and I always misplay. Like, I played against um, Michael Fang this weekend, and, like, it, 
it was a good game. I forgot my Phoenix plane though, because I, oh, I just no. like I sit down and I'm like oh, so focused on being like ah. and like. But afterwards, like it's so nice to just be able to talk to them. You know, these are players that know that oh, have absolutely. a lot of, a lot more experience than me, and and quite honestly, put in a lot more work in the game than I do. So it's it's nice to just like be able to sit down, and be like, hey, what did you think when I did this? Like, was that a good play? Like, where could I have oh, gone better? I also got to play against um, Josh Lau was one of the Boltons that I played against this weekend. Mm-hmm. And like I, Josh Lau from the card games, he is like the warrior, you know, he's like the face of the war, like warrior class, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just like very faithful to it. And I love that, especially as someone who loves warriors, but does not play them at competitive events. Like I admire him a lot for that. And um so like it's just really cool to play against such 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 great players, but there is yeah. a lot of pressure that comes with it. So I think that your perspective is a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, um, it's also just nice yeah. to make these contacts too. Like you know, you meet some of these players at these events, and then like it feels slightly less weird like when you when you can chat with them and and uh, and talk with them about like just even like hey you know we're both on on Dromai. Let's let's talk Dromai strat for a little bit. Like, yeah. How, how 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 are you feeling about your deck? Like what what changes did you make? How uh, how do you approach this matchup? Or like you know even just like in other people like with other matchups where you're like hey, you know I I just like I like being able to just be friends with these people like you know yeah, I, like, yeah. I like being able to just like message them and talk to them and be like hey you know we chatted at Nats I want to ask you a couple of questions about your deck and like it's usually a lot less. At least it feels to me it's always a lot less weird. Like if you were to like message some of these people out of the blue and be like, "Hey, we played at Nats and we talked for a while. I had some questions. I want like I'm considering yeah, like playing just... Icelander. I, I want to ask you about your build. You know, feels yeah. feels a little bit more normal than just like being like, "Hi, you don't know me. You've never met me. Uh, I just want to talk to you about your thing." Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, although, although that said, like I, I always get excited when completely random people just message me about like draw my questions. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the total opposite, and I'm entirely wrong. I don't know. I just like being like Michael Fang and I played at the Battle Heart in Dallas, and like he completely like remembered me. Like I saw him jot down my name like on the little player pad, and then after the game, he was like, "When will I see you again?" Like I played you in Dallas last time. What, what, like what's the next big event I'll see you at? And like that was cool. And like Josh Lau and I like. I have a Bolton on my keychain. Actually, thank uh, you, Amy Chu, sent it to me for the Fab uh, Global Gift Exchange. Uh, so, like, uh, I was able to show him my Bolton. And then we both have, like, Bolton altars we, like, talked about. And um, he, Josh Lau, actually top forward the ProQuest, the very first ProQuest I went to, like, my very first time playing CC on Dorinthia. He top forward the ProQuest during the Starvo meta. And I was on Starvo. And, like, we talked a long time at that ProQuest because I was, like, I was just like a little fab baby and I was like, okay, let's um, like tell me about your deck. And he was so nice. So it's nice to be able to just build relationships with these people too. But that is all we have time for today. Thank you to everyone else who submitted listener questions, uh, including yourself, Mara and Greg and just human that we didn't get to get to, but basically to sum them up, it is, 
uh, Mara, what do you? What is it like to have a child that never goes to bed? And 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 <laughs> Kiki, when will you go to sleep? That is pretty much <laughs> the rest of the questions. But well, it's been great talking to you guys it today. I am glad we were just able to hang out, talk about our Nats experience. Um, but yeah, Melody, thank you, you so much for else? for having us. This has been yeah, a blast. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are definitely two two friends of the pod and two friends yes. that of myself by this point. So I, I loved loved this episode. Loved just sitting and chatting yeah. with friends. It feels yeah, like a family reunion part two. Like these uh, big events always feel like you know family reunions. They really but, do. So it's nice to just sit uh, with friends and family and talk afterwards. Catch up. Melody, do you have anything to add? No, 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 that's all. This has been great. Thank you for, for joining us. This is episode eleven. Wow. We're getting we're getting you know coming so you far. Double yeah, we <laughs> do double teenager. digits now. <laughs> that's crazy. All right. I think this is episode twelve actually. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> is out late because uh it's oh, the Nietzsche yes. episode and i was supposed to edit it on my laptop while i was in charlotte and i brought my laptop but i didn't bring like my usb with the files that i needed to edit so anyway it's coming up so but- episode 12 everyone just just ignore me yeah looking <laughs> in the cloud all right well thank you guys so much and have a great great week and i uh, hope to see some of you most of you everyone except maybe melody at worlds if i go to worlds we'll see i'll definitely be there yeah. I have paid for half of it, so I hope I go with Yay! <laughs> and karaoke at Worlds, or yeah. else. Of course. Um, or else Blake gets in trouble for something. Or else Blake <laughs> can get in trouble for something. <laughs> uh, so I, I, think, uh, I think there's one last thing that I have to say before we sign off, uh, or everybody will, will get mad. Kiki, mm-hmm. go to bed. Oh my yes, God. Kiki. Kiki messaged this morning before we recorded was like, guess who hasn't slept? It's like, Kiki. <laughs> no, I tried. I tried. I was in bed for three hours unable to sleep this time. Yeah. Like I was, well, I was can... ready. Like I was going to go to sleep at midnight and then it was three in the morning and I still wasn't able to like turn off. Kiki, like, that's not how time works. Yeah, Kiki. <laughs> Go to bed. Okay, okay. <laughs> Please, each of you take a moment to plug yourselves, and then we'll yes. let Melody go to work. So, <laughs> All right. um, so yeah, uh, you can pretty much find me at, at Blackwing Studio on Twitter. Uh, I've got Blackwing Studio on Patreon, uh, Blackwing Alters on Facebook, um, but mostly like. Twitter, Twitter's generally like where I basically live. Um, you can always shoot me a DM on that if you're looking for ultra commissions, or just to ask Dragon Mom questions. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm always happy to chat with anybody. It's it's great. Um, I, I love right. I love the our community. So yeah, 
that's pretty much or mine. You need someone to tell Kiki to go to bed. So yeah, if anyone else yeah. would like to tell Kiki to go to bed, um, I, I will allow anyone else who feels the need <laughs> to ensure that Kiki gets to their bedtime. I hope you get paid for this. <laughs> Commission. I'd like you to commission one nap time, please. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm also mainly on Twitter. That's uh, at Kiki Score. No, Kiki underscore LA93. Oh, my God. Um, yep, that's mainly where you can find me. You can also obviously find me on the Rainbow Foils Discord channel. So if you want access to that, um, you're welcome to hit me up in the DMs on Facebook or on Twitter. And I'll give you a little rundown, see if it's for you or not, and then we'll get you in there. Um, yeah, that's mainly where you can find me. You can find me at at semi nocturnal kiki bird on Instagram if you want. Um, I do a lot of food reviews where I pretend to be fancy, <laughs> but um, no, I'm I just go really find like that. food. Um, yeah, and I guess just shout out to my teammates, uh, team barely functional. Um, so that's just Kieran, Kasharan, and Xavier. Um, they're cool people. Yay! Okay, thank, thank you. you guys so much. We will. Thank you for see having you. us. Yeah, of course. This was fantastic. This is I awesome. loved it. Like right, probably have... the most chaotic episode we've already done, <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> yes. We'll have, have to do great it again days after or nights or whatever time it is. No, it's lunchtime, right? With yes. you guys. It's lunchtime. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mara, Mara and I will go eat lunch. Kiki will go to bed. And Melody and will go to work. And yeah. The, yeah. the world will be right. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.